This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Sized and studied, perhaps almost as narrowly as a man with a microscope might scrutinize the transient creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. That's from the War of the Worlds radio broadcast. Remember the thing that caused a nationwide uproar because people tuning in and out of their radio going, oh my gosh, the world is under attack. That aired October 30th, 1938, the same year Diane Feinstein was elected into the Senate in California. She announced yesterday that she's resigning. Kind of a uh-oh there, but we're playing that. So White House keeps telling us, okay, so these balloons, yes, we shot one down. And we're shooting more down, but there's nothing to worry about. We don't know what they are. We keep getting different stories. It's not aliens. It's not aliens. It's not UFOs. But it is. And and now they're trying to crack down on disinformation. So they've said for two days in a row now. They said Monday. They said it twice on Monday and said it again yesterday. As a matter of fact, there was a phone call with governors. I don't know if our governor was a part of that phone call. But somebody from the White House saying, hey, just so you know, telling governors on this conference call. Uh, it's not an invasion of aliens. So the White House is having to put this out there now two days in a row. And I think the thing, and I'll go back to, listen, this is coming from people that lie to us uh, all the time. And I don't know, Do and I see what some of the, the, the people that get paid good money to excite people and make people angry through various media platforms. I see some of the things that they're saying about, well, it's maybe we're being evaded by aliens and the government doesn't want us to know. Well, now we're getting interview requests on our station email address for uh, UFO experts. Because <laughs> that went so well last time. Yeah. Uh, we had one on several years ago and it went way off the rails. But I'm wondering, do, do people really think that people are believing that or is it just fun to talk about? I think it's fun to talk about. And I think, I mean, at this point, I'd almost rather be aliens because at least then we'd have, I mean, we don't, they could be friendly. I mean, we don't really know, right? Uh, we know, we My know first if it's... encounter with an alien fist bump. What's up, dude? I, I mean, we, we don't know what they want, right? If if it's if it's China, we, they, they ain't friendly. That's a good point. Maybe they want to put on some flip-flops and just hang out. E.T.'s back. I yeah. mean, they just might want some Reese's Pieces. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's not that big of a thing. What's what's the fear? I think Senator John Kennedy, Louisiana, he's got a good take on it. He did a set yesterday on Fox. If you are confused, you understand the situation perfectly. Ten, ten days ago, we were led to believe that our skies are clear. And now, all of a sudden, we've got uh, spy balloons and unidentified objects raining down on us like confetti. Like what's going to be happening here in Missouri today for the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. But I think that's the issue. Tell us. Well, and now not only do we have these balloons, but we've got all these random hazmat issues. We've got the derailment in Ohio with this all this hazardous waste. Now, yesterday in Arizona, they were telling people to shelter in place because there was, what, a truck of some sort of acid spilled everywhere. And, you know, it just makes me nervous because, you know, it, it's showing some vulnerabilities in our infrastructure and in our preparedness that has me feeling nervous. And, and I don't think that's weird. 
Really? Like, yeah, with what's going on, yeah, there's some things, you know, that we can be asking questions about and thinking uh, about big chemical spill in Arizona yesterday, shut down a major, shut down I-10. It'd be like shutting down I-70 in Columbia, shutting down I-10, and I think it's still shut this morning. And there was kind of no in-between on that. Authorities said evacuate or shelter in place, one or the other. What was spilled there, John? It was nitric acid. It was a tanker truck hauling nitric, liquid nitric acid that, that spilled. And uh, I know the accident killed the driver of the truck. And, yeah, they were saying a shelter-in-place order, I think, was lifted last night for Arizona. And I think the other thing that we definitely want to let people know, because a lot of people have to work, although some are going to the Chiefs Parade, and that's a story in itself. That's a big deal. But here in mid-Missouri, and we've been mentioned on the newscasts, and, John, we probably need to keep doing it over and over, because every year we get calls on this. You know we will. Mm-hmm. 63 and 54 numerous first responders all afternoon, one to four. And they it looks like to me, just the pictures are being kind of vague. It looks like they're going to be simulating some sort of a hazardous uh, materials, possibly tractor trailers overturned is what it looks like, some other situations. And people, when they see that, they tend to panic. And they the biggest thing they're telling people is not to call 911 unless they see an actual emergency. But Columbia, all the Boone County, Ashland, everybody, basically, uh, every law enforcement agency I can think of in our area will be there today from 1 to 4. So you're going to see Columbia Police, Boone County Sheriff's deputies, even though it's in Jefferson City, northern Jefferson City. But be prepared for that. Shouldn't affect traffic, but you'll definitely see it. It's going to be highly visible. And yeah, it, it is a drill. It yeah. is, exactly. Marsh serves his community, but he's a hazmat uh, volunteer, so he's dressed up like those dudes from E.T., from that movie <laughs> in the bubble with E.T. and mm-hmm. and, and, uh, <laughs> and Elliot. Uh, what are those trainings like? Can't tell you. Have uh-huh. to kill you. All right. Well, I don't no, want I that mean, to it's, happen. It, it's, it's a big deal because they simulate a, a natural disaster, whether it's a chemical spill or a tornado, but the main thing is to get all the agencies together and working together and directed so it's kind of interesting to go through the evolution of them be safe out there too and it comes at a good time what was spilled in ohio the the train that derailed there what was that there ohio i think was uh a butyl acetate which is used in a manufacturing process and and uh things like adhesives and glue and Isn't that fingernail polish remover too uh, that's acetone yeah I don't know my chemicals. Well, I know some, but not all of them very well. <laughs> Welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Stephanie Powell. Good morning. Brian Hallsworth is here. Good morning, all. There's John Marsh. Yes, sir. Producer Hannah is there. Yo. My name is Brendan Rathert. Uh, so, big parade today, Kansas City. And folks, uh, we've already been folks checking in this morning, like 445 in the morning. People stopping at local break time gas stations, making their way to Kansas City. If you're heading there, let us know via text 874-9390. Patrick Mahomes. So the Chiefs and Eagles, as you do, man, you won the Super Bowl. Put the Twitter down for a while is what I think. Uh, But apparently Chiefs and Eagles players going back and forth. I do want to tell you before we move forward, kind of an epic troll, Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, he was the guy that got, he was the receiver, got the holding call towards the end of the game that Philadelphia Eagles fans, oh, that was a BS call. The player for the Eagles said, no, I I held him. I tugged his jersey. And I think the consensus was you should have just, let him go. We're Chiefs fans. We don't think that way. But Smith Schuster uh, trolled Bradbury, James Bradbury. That was the guy who held him there towards the end zone near the end of the game. So Smith Schuster put on Twitter, he created a Valentine's Day card that says, 
I'll hold you when it matters most. (laughs) (laughs) And some of the players on some other teams didn't care for that tweet. No, as a matter of fact. So then, uh, of course not. AJ Brown, he gets in the mix. He says, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You, and he's referring to J.J. Smith, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. He says, you was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. <laughs> I've never heard, t- I've heard a lot of things about TikTok. It's incredibly entertaining, and it can be incredibly dangerous for some folks. Uh, I've never heard TikTok used as a, a, a way to insult somebody. TikTok boy, especially. I've never heard that term. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like calling somebody a soy boy. <laughs> uh, some context on uh, Diane Feinstein. Two things. Number one, she announced yesterday she was uh, she's going to be retiring. There's a lot of folks in her party. Said, yeah, dude, you got to go, man. You're like almost 90 years old. People in our own party are saying, hey, you know, you've you, you've done your time, but maybe it's time to go on. So apparently there is a reporter. Her name is Savannah Berman. She works for an outlet called The National Journal. She gets this release that says Senator Dianne Feinstein is going to be retiring. So she puts a microphone in front of Dianne Feinstein's face and says, uh, hey, uh, are you going to retire or what? Or she says, what's the deal with your retirement? And apparently Dianne Feinstein says, I haven't made that decision. <laughs> retirement from what? <laughs> Yeah. So then one of her staffers apparently says, oh, Miss Feinstein, we, we, we put that out about an hour ago. <laughs> Whoops. Didn't know. Some context. She's been in the Senate for 30 years. She's 89 years old. And I was thinking, like, if our good friend Stephanie Bell, if she today went to the Senate and served 30 years, she would be 59 years old by the time she got out of the Senate. 30 years is a long time. And I think my math is right there. She's not correcting you. I don't know. And well, I, I was just I, I was hearing about her life. You know, everyone's been talking about it. And and they were telling the story about how she ascended to be the first female mayor of San Francisco. And it's a horrifying story. And I'm thinking, why do I why haven't I heard this before? Why don't because it was before I was born. Um, it, w- it was actually what had happened. But she actually ascended to that post after um, a, a, a somebody else on the board shot the mayor and someone else on their board so you know think about harvey milk yeah Yeah. and i i I didn't i guess i didn't know my history on this and um and anyway so then she takes over the post but actually found the bodies like in city hall and so what what a crazy story um but you know i'm like i'm like thinking when did i know this but it's been it was 1978 you're 29 you're not supposed to know these kinds of things Uh, Stephanie Bell. Coming up on the show this morning, some of the things we are going to be doing. By the way, what an incredible story. Lamar Johnson freed after almost 30 years in prison here in Missouri. And uh, and part of this is born out or it created a law that said special prosecutors going to be appointed to say, hey, if years ago our prosecutor's office made an error, we sent somebody to prison that we think is not right, we have the ability to go back and uh, do this. Just a remarkable story. And I sit and I think about Somebody, people in prison, for example, um, Shawshank Redemption, what's the joke? What did you do? I didn't do it. I'm innocent. And the, the, the hundreds of thousands of prisoners nationwide that sit in a prison cell go, no, really, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And, and some of them are telling the truth. And I think about what that's like to be one of those saying, no, for real, man, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. He was convicted. Like our friend Kevin Green of Jefferson City who did 16 years for a murder he didn't commit and was finally exonerated in the state of California. He's been on the air with us. And yeah, he's come on and the, and the stories he tells and the, that amount of faith and belief 
that you got to have to know, no, one day it's going to work out. And then the other thing I think about the people that have said for years they're not innocent and they end up dying, or saying, excuse me, not guilty, and they end up dying in prison. See, and I go the other way about if, if he truly is innocent, then where's the killer? You know, someone's on the loose. We're not up. safe. So uh, coming up, 635, former Senate candidate and uh, the dude who made national headlines because the national news outlets basically lied when BLM showed uh, came by his house and he protected his home. Mark McCloskey. And I want to ask him about if we had more of these stories where somebody has protected their home like they shoot and kill a robber, if those stories got more press, I wonder what they would do for uh, as it relates to the discussion around guns. And State Senator Bill Igel, gubernatorial candidate, already declared uh, he's going to be joining us 710 this morning here on Wake Up mid-missouri this is wake up mid-missouri with brandon rathard of our fiscal responsibility secure our border and strengthen our country our pride and our purpose agree with everything nikki haley said there in her uh video yesterday making a big announcement and that's what's getting us into today's daily dc rundown with stephanie bell i especially like the line later in the video when she said when you kick back it hurts worse when you when you're wearing heels thought that was cute um but uh, she has a great video out um i got a lot of uh texts yesterday from folks who had seen it saying wow that I, I you know i was really moved by that it was really powerful um but obviously you know trump has you know a lot of support DeSantis has a lot of support so she's got a long way to come um and obviously there are some folks who were call, already calling her like a rhino and soft on certain issues yesterday um but she is the first to come out officially against trump so we expect um many more folks to do so in the coming days um so exciting uh sarah palin yesterday was on Newsmax talking to Eric Bowling and he was asked or she was asked about Ron DeSantis and she said something about Ron DeSantis and I, I like Ron DeSantis. I would vote for him in a heartbeat tomorrow over any other GOP candidate. I would and I would go to task with you on why. Uh, but Sarah Palin said something. I'm like, no, Sarah, that's not. We're going to highlight that coming up at 810 this morning. Well, we're, while we're talking about 2024, Mike Pence is uh, has recently gotten a subpoena related to January 6th and Unlike with the classified documents where he was like, yep, come in, take a look. He is going to fight the subpoena um, on the basis of the speech or debate clause. Uh, he is saying he is was serving in his role as president of the Senate uh, and is therefore protected. Um, so uh, that argument, that exact argument hasn't really been made before. That was That's different than the executive privilege argument that Trump's made. Um, but he is planning to uh, fight the subpoena. So that will end up in court. Um, uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein announced yesterday that she is is going to retire she would have been what she's 90 in june um so she is up there uh she has been serving for longer she's up there that's good than, uh, <laughs> hannah has been alive um but you know she, you know she's she's known for uh her uh stance on guns um but she's also was one to work across the aisle caught some flack from some liberals in cooperation with some republicans um, but her husband died last year she is up there and she has said and two people have already declared against her uh schiff and katie porter um have already said that they want to run and so she said you know what it's my time and adam schiff even declared before she had made the announcement oh sure yes for sure so she said i'm i'm ready to go uh oh so i, I was uh, critical of congress for calling Ticketmaster to the carpet because of the taylor swift fiasco um but they are actually calling in the faa um the faa uh chief is set to
to testify today before the U.S. Senate Commerce Committee on the NOTAM system when we downed all of our flights over the computer outage. And then also I think there will be questions because there's been reports that there were two really significant near misses, uh, one at JFK and one somewhere in Texas, um, but really, uh, really near misses. Um, and so it's scary. You know, we don't outdated computer systems and planes just don't mix. Um, and so I think this is one where, you know, it, it's serious and these questions need to be asked. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Has not prosecuted fully over the course of almost a decade, over the course of 12 assaults before mine that That's morning. Congresswoman Angie Craig from Minnesota. Uh, she's on CBS saying, listen, I'm calling out the politics in Washington, D.C., obviously heavily controlled Democrat city. And you can look at Democrat cities all across America when it comes to policing and their lack, uh, lacks on crime policies and the people who wanted to defund the police and all that. And I think it's pertinent to mention here there is context. Angie Craig is a Democrat saying, come on, you guys, this is B.S., you got to do something. Incidentally, you know how she saved herself from that attack? It was apparently a homeless dude, extensive criminal history. She protected herself. She threw some hot coffee on him. That's what hey. she armed herself with. Smart. But I, I want to, and there's, there's stories all the time, and, and I do. I love these stories. I love to go shoot with my dad once in a while. I don't own guns. Big believer. Obviously, Second Amendment. I like to shoot him from time to time, and I think I'm fairly good at it, not to brag or anything. But for as seldomly as I use firearms, I'm pretty good at it. Um, but I love stories uh, like this. Pennsylvania State Police. Homeowner shoots a, a burglar. Uh, protects his home. Uh, in Tampa, Florida, police actually saved the life of a burglar after he was shot by a homeowner. Missoula, Missoula, Montana. This was just a week ago. Missoula County Sheriff's Department said, yeah, uh, some dude tried breaking in somebody's house, and guess what? They were met with a gun. Uh, hate the outcomes. These people die, but you know what? I'll be callous and say that's kind of what you get. I want to bring in Mark McCloskey, of course, uh, became famous because of a lot of the lies the national news outlet said when it came to him and his wife protecting his home as an angry mob of BLM protesters came by his house. You know, the famous pick. He went on to run for Senate now lobbies. Uh, I shouldn't say lobbies, but is obviously a big believer in the Second Amendment. Mark, welcome into the show. I want to ask you this first. Do you think if the national news outlets covered these stories more like the ones that we just shared here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, <laughs> do you think that could help at least be the genesis of fostering change as it relates to people's opinions on guns? Well, I think so. I mean, there's a, there is a gentleman who's a, the friend of a, the father of a friend of mine here in St. Louis, owned a German restaurant in South St. Louis. In the course of his elderly years, I think the last time it was he was 84 years old, he shot and killed three different people that assaulted him in his restaurant. I mean, the, oh. because in the city of St. Louis, of course, you've got to d depend on self-defense. But, I mean, if, if the average person understood how frequently people in this country are forced to defend themselves against crime and death by their, with their own weapons, it, it would make a difference. And, and, of course, if somebody kicks in your door, if somebody shows up in your restaurant with a pistol in your face, you can't call the police. It's not going to be they're not going to be there in time to do anything effective. Yeah, it takes a minute or two to pick up your phone and call 911 and for law enforcement uh, to get there. Our guest this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, former Senate candidate Mark McCloskey joining us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brad and Rather joined by Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, Brian Houseworth, and uh, producer Hannah. Uh, shooting this week, Michigan State University. 
And I and of course, and they're they're playing uh, uh, clips of Joe Biden saying, "Oh, we got to do something. Enough is enough." And you could have taken that from any shooting there is. Maybe I'm callous to this, but I, you know, yeah, bad things happen sometimes. People come at you this week, Mark, and say, "Well, see, look, another another shooting at a, a at a school at a place of education. You, you need to tighten down. You need to clamp down on guns." How do you respond to those statements? Well, you know, there's there's plenty, and I would say more than than plenty laws restricting gun ownership in this country. And and, and you know, when you consider the Second Amendment says that the gun right shall not be infringed, meaning no laws whatsoever infringing a right to, to carry a firearm. But in the case of the Michigan state shooting, this guy had been previously arrested for possession of a weapon. Uh, if he had been uh, given a felony instead of a misdemeanor, he would have been precluded from owning that gun that he shot the kids with. More than that, he was uh, he had a long psychiatric history, which would be another reason to preclude him. I mean, if he's filling out the Form 4473, you have to fill out to purchase a firearm. If he was a felon or um, a person with mental illness history, he could not have legitimately purchased a firearm. And so the, the bottom line is, is that if you enforce the current laws, this would not have happened. But nobody says that. Everybody says anytime this happens, despite the fact that we have governments which encourage criminal behavior, discourage law enforcement, when somebody commits a crime with a gun, which current gun laws would have prevented, everybody screams for more gun control. So to recap your answer, when people say, see, look, we need gun control and other shooting, uh, your response is facts. Facts. That's yeah. that's the response. Our guest this morning here on Wake Up Mid Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle at 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS, uh, Mark McCloskey. Mark, I know uh, several times when you were on the campaign trail, you talked to us about that mental health angle. And then just uh, your perception, I know, was that Congress has just sort of pushed it to the side when it comes to talking about gun issues. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm also uh, an opponent of red flag laws, but there are there are people who uh, who have mental health issues. And uh, I'm certainly not somebody that says we ought to replace policemen with social workers like like the uh, congresswoman from my district would recommend, uh, but uh, there are there are already in place the uh, the rules are that if you have a history of mental illness, uh, you you can't uh, fill out you can't uh, legally fill out a form forty four seventy three and buy a pistol, uh, and so all of these all of these cries for more gun control are 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 just based on not giving people sufficient information. One thing I'll say globally is that the news industry today only gives you enough information to piss you off and never enough facts to let you form a reasonable opinion. Amen. Brother McCloskey hang out with us here on the show. So Stephanie and I at Statewide Lincoln Days over the weekend in Springfield, you were there uh, to have a fascinating conversation with State Senator uh, Bill Igel, who he and I are, he and the show... Uh, have not, uh, and I don't want to say we haven't gotten along, just the one real dealing we had, not good, but had a great conversation. As a matter of fact, he joins us 710 this morning here on the show. He has announced he is running for governor. I want to ask you, in your mind, being there, biggest takeaway or two from the statewide Lincoln days? I'll tell you two things. One, first, I'll say I'm a big supporter of Bill Igel for governor. We uh, did a seven-state swing through the southwestern part of Missouri earlier this or last uh, fall, and uh, then we were at his house when he announced his, his uh, exploratory committee, um, and so I think he'd make a great governor. But I'll tell you the thing that, that concerns me the most. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we went to a, a, a forum on Missouri high school Republicans. There were more people my age or older in that room than there were high school Republicans. And 
you know, we are we are in a war for our culture right now. We're in a war for our nation, a war uh, for our freedoms that's being waged by huge amounts of the government, the tech world, all the mainstream media, education, everything. And the kids out there don't understand that this is our very lives at stake, that if we want to live in a free country and not be slaves to a totalitarian government, it's a crisis right thinking now. And the kids at this meeting were saying, well, maybe we should have bowling tournaments or something like that. Well, you know, it's not time for bowling tournaments or making making politics fun and exciting. It's time for recognizing that our whole way of life is being stripped from us as an organized program of destroying our basic God-given human rights. And it's time for kids to get to understand that this is a crisis and get out there Every time we go to a Republican event, I look around, I'm 66 years old, my wife and I are about the youngest people in the room, and thinking they don't have to defeat us, they just have to wait 10 years and we're gone. Now, we know how involved you were in the 2020 election and you were all in uh, for Trump. Uh, are you all in already for Trump in 2024? And what are your thoughts on Nikki Haley's announcement yesterday? Well, you know, I, I, I like uh, Nikki Haley, I like Donald Trump more, and she, of course, said that if, if uh, President Trump ran for re-election, she wouldn't run, so I'm a little surprised about that. But she's also she's also flip-flopped on a number of issues. I, I like a person who uh, is more interested in saying what they're going to do than saying what they need to do to get elected. And I, that's why I've always been a big supporter of Donald Trump. Uh, the media has been doing everything possible to destroy him for as long as he's uh, since the day he came down the escalator, the one thing you've got to say about Donald Trump is when he says something, he means it. And if you give him the ability, he'll, he'll follow through on it. By the way, I appreciate you talking about younger people. I think sometimes people probably even get tired of hearing me say it. I like to go to uh, pachyderm meetings locally, and at 52, a lot of times I'm the youngest guy there. And that's why I appreciate people like Mizzou College Republicans President uh, Trey Fauché, who's going out and doing stuff. Before we let you go, you and your wife, Patty, did you do anything special for Valentine's Day yesterday? Uh, we had a nice, quiet dinner by ourselves. Actually, it was our 38th anniversary. How about that? Almost just as long as Diane Feinstein had been in the Senate. What? <laughs> now you're talking dirty to me. <laughs> Mark, we appreciate you being on the show this morning, man. Come back anytime. Okay, thanks, Bob. All right, Mark McCloskey on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. By the way, how did your, if you missed this, you can go to our websites, 93.9theeagle.com and kwos.com. You can check out the podcast of the show every day, and it's all, it's like Reader's Digest for, uh, version. It's condensed. It's all the, uh, all the good stuff. And if you go into the websites, kwos.com, 93.9theeagle.com, 8 o'clock hour towards the end of the show yesterday. <laughs> what a... It was weird. Uh, John is doing a story. I don't even remember what you were talking about, John. Makes two of us. <laughs> and then somebody walks in with flowers, and it's flowers for Stephanie Bell, but there's no name on, on the card, and we're all kind of... They were very pretty, though. They were, they were very pretty. Beautiful. And, but we didn't know who they were from because nobody signed the card at first i thought you were like doing a bit and they were someone else's flowers and you're like here are some flowers for you because chris does not buy flowers for me especially not on valentine's day occasionally i'll get flowers for like a, an award or a promotion but not on valentine's day so chris the husband apparently got flowers now but it was uncomfortable on the show and i hope you'll go <laughs> i hope you'll go to the podcast and listen here I was trying to orchestrate a heartfelt moment on the show when I sent Brian Hansen in with the bouquet. And it got weird. It got awkward. And I texted Chris. I said, are these flowers from you? He said, yeah. I said, why didn't you put your name on the card? 
And what it was his response? He was response. like, I didn't think I had to. And I'm like, but you don't <laughs> normally send flowers. With the, with the nuts I work with and you don't think you had to. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Great husband response, though. That's I good. I didn't think I had to put my name But we've been married for 50. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You are confused. You understand the situation perfectly. That's Senator John Kennedy on Fox last night doing a five-minute stand-up set. Uh, talking about the balloons. And, it's, you know, these balloons. Oh, here's one of the excuses. Here's what the White House said yesterday. So they're trying two days in a row. They're saying, listen, it's not aliens. It's not aliens. You don't have to worry about Steph brings up a good point. What if it is aliens? And, like, what if they're real chill? Like, what if you could sit and eat a bowl of Doritos with them and watch football? I think I'd rather it be aliens because at least then there's a chance that they're friendly. If it's China, we know, you know, they're not here to eat Reese's Pieces and play dress up. So the, the one of the excuses they gave yesterday, they said... It might be, you know, those sometimes like like when car dealerships have big sales and big events on the weekends and they have those balloons. It might be some of those that like are like those blow up men. <laughs> those I love those things. Dancing. <laughs> what are those things called? Yeah. Like stick men. Something like that. That's what the wife. It's probably just that you got nothing to it's worry like about. Floating trash. Yeah. And, and I do wonder, and this is another conversation, but the whole, you know, the amount of junk that's in outer space. Like, there's, like, refrigerators flying around in outer space, I think. Don't quote me on that. Welcome into the show. Uh, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Brandon Rather, Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, Brian Housworth, producer Hannah is here. Uh, Chiefs parade getting ready. We already ran into some folks this morning, leaving before 5 o'clock to go to Kansas City to celebrate another Chiefs Super Bowl. Eric Bieniemy. he's a former running back in the NFL, and he was a very good running back, and he's an even better offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. So after the Super Bowl, there's interviews from other NFL teams who wants to be head coach, and Eric Bieniemy every year seems to make news because he is incredibly good at what he does, and he doesn't get hired, and he doesn't get hired hired because he's black. Now, I want to preface what I'm about to play here from Jake Tapper from CNN. Uh, and I want to start with Eric Bieniemy's response to this over the years has been, listen, I don't want to be poster child for this issue. But people will come. There's not enough black uh, coaches, not enough uh, bl- people in black leadership. By the way, you know, my favorite thing is a 52 year old white guy. My favorite thing to talk about race issues. Uh, But it's not a race issue. It's a race issue because the progressives, they don't have anything else to hang their helmet on. Uh, So what Jake Tapper did last night, so Biennemi is like, I guess he'd be as cool as one of these space aliens we imagine. That's been his response over the years. He's kind of like, okay. Uh, But Jake Tapper, he's showing a picture of a coach from the Philadelphia Eagles who has been hired by the Arizona Cardinals. The coach is white. And then Jake Tapper is showing a picture of Eric Biennemi, who is black. And it was the Eagles defensive coach, Jonathan Gannon, who was just asked to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, passing over once again the superbly talented Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Biennemi, who helped his team get to three Super Bowls, and win two Vince Lombardi trophies just since 2018. Why would you pick Gannon over Biennemi? Why? And as he's doing this, he's got both their pictures up there on the TV screen. Why would any team want Gannon on the left there and not Biennemi on the right? Hmm. Uh, It's because Biennemi's black uh, is Jake Tapper's uh, reasoning, and that's so sad. Um, and I'll go back to something Mark McCloskey just said. Again, Eric Bieniemy has said, I, I'm not going to be a poster child for this issue. Uh, and I'm guessing if he really, really wanted to be a head coach, 
you know, I don't know. Maybe he would be vocal about the social aspect of this. But I'll go back to something Mark McCloskey said when he talked about when it comes to facts. Um, and, and I don't know. Again, not my favorite thing to talk about. But we need to have more coaches, more people in management that are black. Like, what's the number? What do you want it to be representative of? Do we need to do something? Do we need to get more white players in the NFL? 70% of the players in the NFL are black, but nobody's, we need more white players because we don't care about that kind of thing. Only people who care about that stuff are people like Jake Tapper and progressives. And that's There's only like three black head coaches in the NFL to you know, hold up your argument. Yeah. And what's your number? Like, how many? What's the number, Jake? What's the number, progressives? How many black coaches do you want in the NFL? If we have 32 NFL teams, how many coaches do you... What's the number? And don't take Eric Bieniemy from our Chiefs. And that's... <laughs> here's the other thing. 